Hello, I'm your host, Michaela Marshall, and this is Welcome to the Hellmouth. Hi, I'm your host, David Lindley. This is the Buffy podcast that is not afraid to take sides. Hellmouth. Hellmouth. I mean, we're on the side with all the people on it, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah. We do have the benefit of company on our side. <laughs> Such company. Oh, boy. This is Season 7, Episode 19, Empty Places. Get her done. <laughs> Wait, what? I forgot about that. Oh, yep. They're getting it done. Someone. Faith. Faith's getting it Buffy done. Buffy really gets it done. Yeah. That's fine. Original air date. April 29th, 2003. Very nice. This is an episode much like many others, Michaela, in that it happened. It's wildly boring and unmemorable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I didn't have a bad time with it. <laughs> Now, I did tell you, uh, after we made it out of that slump, that we were going to have, like, three or four good episodes, and then we're going to have a stinker. Well, mm. here's our stinker, so yeah. now we're, we're past that, which is great, and I have a lot of pictures, which I think will be fun for us. And I didn't hate it, so it's not like I was sitting there like, oh, nothing's happening. You know, it's just in retrospect, nothing happened, right? That's fine. I mean, I was pretty <laughs> bored <laughs> for most of it. That is fair. <laughs> Michaela, we kick things off with everyone being in a hurry to leave Sunny D. I mean, good for them. They're finally leaving. But like, this is what it takes? This is... <laughs> I... <laughs> What even is this, right? Yeah, I guess it's precisely. various wacky happenstances that we haven't seen. Because the the portal or the gate is closed. Uh, it is implied in this episode that it's like reopened again, but it's never what? shown. They, they definitely said something like, oh, we had to close the school down indefinitely because of the seal, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> what was the point of closing it then? I don't know. This is the other thing, right? Like... Anyway... Things are happening and everyone's getting out of town, including Clem, who is driving oh. a delightful VW Bug. It's funny because his car just stands out so much. And you're like, who put that red punch buggy there? And then Clem's in it. I, before we have Clem, have a picture I've called too many layers. I don't know if you noticed what Buffy's fucking wearing. It speaks to how SMG is doing, I will say. <laughs> Because she is clearly quite sick She's so through sick. a lot of this episode. Holy God, and I feel really bad for her. Honestly, it kind of works because Buffy is supposed to be beaten down, right? She's terse. Yeah. And her voice is really gravelly and she clearly <laughs> has no energy. And it works for the character. But you're also like, oh, this poor person had to come to set an act all day when they felt like garbage, clearly. Yeah. And like her voice is breaking a lot. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's no, no bueno. bueno. No bueno. Anyway, too many layers. She has how many layers on? So she's got a long coat. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Brown. She's got a white shirt with a black tank top un underneath that. Does she have right. a sweater also tied around her waist? Yes. <laughs> oh, dang. And you're just That's like, bold. what's the sweater doing there? How would she even put it on? She wouldn't. It's the early 2000s. It's there for later in case she needs it. Like at this point, it's just a fashion statement. That's it all it is. It is a fashion yeah. sweater, yeah. Mm, mm. So fashion. Hot damn. I'm happy to see Clem. He is being a super downer while trying to be an upper. Like, <laughs> oh, it's you know. charming. Oh. 
She is definitely fucked. But he's like, oh, no, no, no. But you're fine. I mean, I'm leaving because everything here is fucked. But but you're you're fine if you save the world. When? When you save the world because you rock. Yeah, he's trying so hard. But then even at the end, he's like, listen, you know, maybe this one. Just just leave. Just wait this one out. It's going to be fine. Yeah. And Buffy's like, yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> I love when he, like, drives away, but he can only drive away a couple of feet yeah. <laughs> to get away from this conversation because <laughs> of the gridlock traffic. Buffy could absolutely just chase him and be like, come on, Clem, tell me more about how I suck. Walking pace, she could chase him, yes. Yeah, easily, easily chase him. And yeah, I mean, it's it's rough. Clearly, there's some sort of, like, the, the magical energy is more evil than normal. Everyone's leaving. Worse things I are guess. happening. It's pretty unclear. We learn later that the entire town did not leave because the bronze is just fucking full of folks. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's so wildly inconsistent. Oh, I love yeah. it. It's very good. Yeah. yeah. But oh no, Michaela. <gasps> we have remembered that police officers exist in Sunny Day. And... To be fair, the only reason we've remembered is because Faith is technically a fugitive. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it is true. And also they have good information, like maybe about Caleb. And yeah, it does make a lot of sense for Giles and Willow, or Interpol, as you've called them, <laughs> to go see if they can do some snooping around. It's gross. This this word that I have made is disgusting, and I hate it. But Giles... They are posing as Interpol officers. Giles has his gray fucking turtleneck uh, on, so I see where you're coming from. It's such a turtleneck. Like, again, we rag on them wearing a lot of layers, being really warm, but he's got this thick turtleneck. Like, it looks very warm. And then he has this long black coat on over top that I had to imagine was just him trying to look more like he was from Interpol because that's what he thinks oh, yeah. they look like. I love it. I love it though. The popped collar <laughs> on the jacket. I think the jacket looks much better than any of the others he's worn this uh, season. For sure. So yeah. that's great. Oh, that's absolutely also, true. Also, my picture of this is called <laughs> This Is My Magic Face because Willow has ensorcelled a police officer oh. into thinking that they are Interpol agents and she has to maintain concentration on this spell so she is making her magic face. I do love it. I have to say that, yeah, she's she's really concentrating, you know? Getting it done. This police officer, <laughs> I have a picture of him and I have called it Tell it to the one-legged man. I'm assuming you have no fucking clue what this is about. Oh boy, do I not. All right. How much do you like the movie Lucky Number Sleven? <laughs> I think I've seen it a single time. Wow. I really like it. Honestly, it's very good in my opinion. And this man plays Elvis, who has one scene where he is alive in that entire movie. <laughs> maybe just one scene where he's got lines and okay, he is yeah. alive. But he does such a great job because it's him, Elvis, and the other guy, Slow. And Slow tells <laughs> fucking Josh Hartnett to tell it to the one-legged man so he can bump it off down the road. <laughs> and that just, like, destroys the momentum of the scene. And everyone, like, all of the actors just take a moment and pause to think about what this idiom possibly means <laughs> before they have to move on. Anyway, this is Elvis, and we're happy to see him here, and I was so pleased that I recognized him. Yeah, that's a good catch. Very, very nice. So, yeah, they're here. They're just trying to get... Caleb information and Willow's having some trouble I mean evidenced by her face I guess <laughs> <laughs> at like keeping this cop in source sold for whatever reason 
Well, it's brain magic, right? Isn't yeah. this like pretty Ugh. advanced stuff? Who's to say? I What are the rules? Are there rules? <laughs> no. We've heard that brain magic is difficult. I'm going to lump this under brain magic and call yeah. it a day. Fair enough. Buffy heads on over to the hospital to see a mopey yeah. Xander. <laughs> he is mopey. Xander is being possibly the best Xander he has been ever in this episode. I agree. He's being a good Xander. Yeah, he's doing what Xander should be doing. And, you know, a lot of this episode is Buffy trying to deal with the fact that Xander was almost killed, let's say, Mm. was maimed. And she's not doing a very good job of that or really anything at this point. (laughs) Buffy is so awkward about the whole eye thing, which I I very much understand. Yeah, and... (laughs) I mean, as we know, Buffy's not so great at talking about feelings. So instead of like hanging out with her friends, Willow and Xander at the hospital for a little bit, she's like, oh, I have important things to go do. So yeah, I've got a piece. Yeah. Oh, speaking of this whole I thing, let's cast our minds back. To last week, where I was like, no, they'll probably just give us a gory discretion shot in the, you know, previously <gasps> right? on, with the eye being gouged out. Tell me! I was very <laughs> wrong. <laughs> it's a very quick shot of Xander getting his eye gouged out pretty graphically, and it's going to happen three more times, I'm almost certain. And honestly, that tracks for me, because I do seem to remember having to avert my eyes more times than I should have. But it's so sudden too, yeah. right? Because oh. it's just like these quick cuts in the previously on and then bam, and you're like, ah! <laughs> it's happening, yeah. Like, at least before I had some lead into this, now it's just happening again. That's anyway. true. In the in the actual episode, Caleb's like, I'm gonna do it. And yeah. then he does it. So you're like, oh no, but no. They're quick This time it's that just shit. like right mm. in there. No, yeah, it's right bad in times. there. Oh no. <laughs> Willow is very sad about the whole Xander thing, and that's understandable. It's a really nice moment, honestly, between the two of them. It is, but as always, I always find myself empathizing so much with Willow, but then not at all with Xander. Yeah, true. I'm like, I'm sad Willow is sad because she's giving me such pure sadness, but then when I'm like, oh, it's because of Xander, I'm like, that doesn't really affect me. (laughs) (laughs) Which is callous, yes. Oh, heartless as ever. (laughs) Heartless. Are we moving on to Anya with her exciting info? Oh, she's got some info. Where is the big board? Where is it? (laughs) Right, the big board is missing. It's missing. Andrew has to draw on this, like, Pictionary paper. Honestly, Tom Lang's having another great time this episode. <laughs> he, he's doing so well. Oh my god. I'm so happy to have him. He's I amazing. I didn't expect him to be in this season. <laughs> yep, here he is crushing it. <laughs> okay, so Anya is wearing hella heels. Those She's are giving some thick, thick heels. Thick heels. Oh yeah, boy. Yeah. And tall too. She's gained quite a few inches here. I've called it and... rainbow sleeves. Oh, interesting. She does have rainbow sleeves. Holy fuck. <laughs> so the rest of the dress is brown. Just like a normal brown dress with like a sort of maybe like light brown and kind of pinky pattern. And then it's just got uh-huh. rainbow sleeves. Yep. Hot damn. Hot damn. Andrew's doing some great work as Anya is giving this supposed to be inspirational <laughs> educational lesson about uber vamps and how they can be killed if you can drive a wooden stake through solid steel. You know, I'm sure all of you potentials have super strength, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) When fucking Andrew writes down, what is it? Breakup Uh, sex? Breakup sex. (laughs) 
<laughs> on this pad of Pictionary paper and oh. then underlines it so <laughs> that they understand. So funny. Oh my god, like all of his drawings are great. He spells the word steak wrong. <laughs> and then crosses it out. <laughs> Oh, so Super good. great. That's just your classic physical comedy back in the background. Oh, fuck. really is. Kennedy and Amanda blow off this schoolwork to go have a chat with Faith. This is where we come into my picture. I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to, I want you to read uh, out what it's called. <laughs> the old Faith wouldn't be wearing the white shirt.png. All right. You did it. Beautiful. Oh, she wouldn't be. Oh my <laughs> Look God. Look at this. Look at okay, this shirt. So- so Faith has a blue long-sleeved shirt on that goes on over a white shirt. But the reason we can see it's over a white shirt is because it's got, like, lacing up the sides of this blue shirt. And, and it's, then it's cut quite cut high. really yeah, high. Yeah, like, side. it's cut at rib level yeah. on the sides. It's also quite low cut in the front, but I couldn't capture just, like, everything that was happening at once. Which means it would be very midriffy if she didn't mm-hmm. have this tank top on underneath. Oh, she wouldn't be wearing that if she yeah. was the old so Faith. So she's really grown, you know? Yeah, she's like reformed. As a, she, as a person. She has grown as a character, though. Which yeah. makes it frustrating to see the other characters in this show. And it's like you put her beside Buffy, <laughs> right? And Buffy's still like, what are you doing here? And Faith's like, I was in jail paying for my crimes and then I got broken out and now I'm here to stop the world from ending. And Buffy's like, whatever, I just need to punch more things <laughs> by myself, okay? <laughs> Fuck well, no, all of you. With Spike. Spike's the strongest right, warrior with we Spike, have. Spike, yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that warrior. God damn. Yeah. So yes, Faith, Kennedy, and Amanda have a nice little scene. You know, they're getting to know each other. That's great. Uh, Buffy comes back. Dawn's shirt is midriffy as hell all through this. It's like a short tube top, so it's not... It's low cut and then high cut at the same time. Mm. Yeah, it's strange. I don't know if I ever got a picture of it. I don't think I, I think did I a, either. I think I got one of her later, anyhow. Buffy's got this police report that Willow and Giles got, and it's like all of the violence tied to religious activity activity in California for the past like decade or something. They're going to distribute it and go through it, do some research. Yeah, they they go through this stuff and this is Caleb's whole shtick. Odds are, he seems like a pretty prolific violence doer. <laughs> so like he, he, they're probably going to find some information about him by going through this file that they got. Yeah, I think Buffy even says that this is not the first time Caleb has done something like this. A guy like him, like, he's not just coming out of nowhere and doing these things, which is no. insightful for her. So good job. I think it also helps Buffy well, and everyone to feel like they're actually doing something because, you know, they've sort of done all of the research they can on the first. There's very limited information about it to begin with. Mm-hmm. And then Caleb is this figure that they, first of all, can punch. Not well, mm-hmm. but they can yep. punch him. And theoretically, they can learn a lot of information about him and feel like they're making some sort of progress. Excellent plan all around. Yeah, good things. They distribute this information and everyone can feel at least a little bit useful as Buffy goes back to school to get some of her stuff. So what is she doing here? I mean, she just doesn't want to be with anyone. Is that it? I think so. It's like... (laughs) I'm going to yell at everyone because you're all useless to me. Now I'm leaving so I don't have to be near you. But what she's really doing here is something oh that we have both captured. Because Michaela, she goes it. back to the school and she finds the picture the sitting picture. on her desk. Oh the my picture God. of her, Willow, and Xander all sitting in the high school quad somewhere taken by question mark 
from like I, season one? I think we decided it had to be Giles who took this picture. Sure, it doesn't matter. No. This is such a deep cut. How it's is this picture cut. on her desk? I oh. when I saw it, I lost my absolute <laughs> shit. Like, so at first she picks the picture up from the back. And did yeah. you think to yourself, is it, could it be? I didn't have enough time to like right. look down notes and then look up. I just saw her turning this or <laughs> the camera panning around and then it was the picture. The and picture. And I lost my fucking mind. <laughs> I can't remember like what episode this picture was super relevant in. It was definitely know. relevant in Dead Man's Party. Oh, yeah, right. Because Buffy comes back and she's all mopesy because she like... <sighs> She's having trouble with her friends. Yeah, because she ran away and then she's come back. And it's the picture that whenever she sees it, she gets reminded of her friends and how important they are to her. This time she just like straight up is like stroking Xander in the picture. (laughs) Guys, what happened? I mean, I know you've got a fan on the writing staff, but what is (laughs) happening? Yeah, it's a great question. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Kayla, we go from here into our first segment this evening. And this segment is called Near Miss. Oh, and that's a bad miss. (laughs) Michaela, we live in a world of spoilers. Sure do. This is a many-year-old television show. Yeah. We are watching it like 16 years after the fact. So many years, yep. And, like, the statute of limitations, as we've discussed before, is gone, right? <laughs> Long gone, yeah. I've been doing my best to avoid spoilers, and I avoided knowing that Nathan Fillion was going to be in this show at all. Which is, like, not a huge spoiler, right? Like, I'd, I'd no. been looking forward to it. But, you know, I avoided that for, like, two and a half years as we were doing this podcast. Yeah. And this Sunday, yesterday... I was listening to a PC gaming podcast that brought up Nathan Fillion in Buffy named Caleb is a priest. Oh my god. (laughs) A relevant topical, like came out last Friday, PC gaming podcast. That, that is the nearest miss I can possibly imagine, I think. Jesus. Along these lines, have you had something spoiled for you? Nearly spoiled for you. (laughs) Have you had anything else approaching a near miss? Because when I heard this, I was like, oh my god. (laughs) By one week, guys. By one fucking week. What a thing to bring up. So (laughs) random. Holy god. Uh, I mean, they were also talking about which sandwich was best. Like, just (laughs) in general on this podcast. So it's not... Strictly PC gaming, I guess, but it's pretty, pretty PC gaming focused. Yeah. I have definitely had instances where things are spoiled for me in places that they shouldn't have been, Mm. right? Which, I mean, that's what that is. And, and like, just, I I couldn't tell you, I was on, you know, some subreddit about something wildly unrelated to Downton Abbey. Oh, yeah. And I don't remember what exactly was spoiled for me. I mean, people die, things happen. At one point, there's like 
uh, one of the characters gets really sick and like coughs up blood all over a bunch of other people. It might have been that. But it was something that just, it was such a non sequitur and such a spoiler that like, (laughs) it was so strange. It's like targeted at you. Yeah. This this one, so it didn't spoil it for me, but, and uh, this is a spoiler for the previous season of Game of Thrones. So okay, just yeah, heads up, folks. Skip ahead like 30 seconds to <laughs> a minute. Not the current one. For, yeah. So that's season six of Game of Thrones? I don't, season seven? I don't know what season we're at, man. I Whatever seven. came out two years ago. <laughs> Anyways. So all the episodes had aired and it was maybe, it was like a couple weeks, a month max after the final episode. And I went to this trivia night Mm. and it was, it was the kind of trivia night where the host would read out all of the names of all the teams. It was not a Game of Thrones trivia night. It was just regular trivia. And a team named their, named themselves, the Night King Rides an Ice Dragon. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) And like... You're just thinking, I mean, I've seen it at this point, but I would be pissed if I hadn't. Holy shit. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Continuing Game of Thrones spoilers, it's still not quite safe here, folks. There was, yeah, I was just like out somewhere uh, at a dance or something. And like, this was early Game of Thrones hype. Like the first two seasons had come out Mm. at this point. And someone was just like, oh, yeah. When Renly Baratheon was killed by the shadow monster. And I was like, what the fuck? Because I was like so close to it oh, in the books. No. I was so close. <laughs> and they're like, oh no, not like you think. I'm like, what? I mean, what do you mean not like I think? It's not like you think. Like that's... It wasn't like I thought. Yeah, it's <laughs> no. true. At no point were you going to guess that, right? No. <laughs> even like right up to it. I was like, I don't even see how this is relevant. And then it happened. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> That really not like that. <laughs> yeah, there it goes. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Michaela, back into the episode. Buffy is sad with her picture, which we are freaking <laughs> out about. But also, Caleb is here. So somehow his hair is worse. <laughs> and I captured worse. it. <laughs> so I think last episode... It was just as long as this, but it hadn't been fully straightened. Mm. And so now it's just like, it's just poking him right in the eyes, oh, you know? the bangs, the, the long, bangs. uneven like, bangs. Why are they so long? It's such a bang, you know? Oh, it's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. Like, I hate, love it. This preacher hair? I don't know what it is, you know? It's bowl cut, right? Because it looks stupid and like <laughs> immature. Yeah. But then it's on this really dangerous ass person. Man, he's here. He just hates women a lot. He does. He just does. Yeah. He offers to poke Xander's other eye out. Like, you know, just give him a call and he'd be happy to. Oh, so funny. Yeah. It. He He's basically here to taunt Buffy and to try to lure her into the exact same trap that she already <laughs> fell in once, which sounds like it shouldn't have a chance in hell of working. Right? <laughs> it does sound like that. Yeah. Who would fall for that? The, literally the same trap twice. <laughs> No one would fall for that. Like, he's not even pretending that it's not a trap again. (laughs) He's like, oh, I've got a pretty good trap. Come see it. (laughs) 
Yeah, and then he, like, throws Buffy through a window and knocks her out. Blah, blah. He doesn't even want to fight. And she's like, I can do one thing. I'll punch. And it goes exactly how you'd expect. Yeah. Minus her getting killed, I guess. Because he doesn't want to kill her. He wants her to bring all the potentials to him again. (laughs) Surely that wouldn't work. Oh, it's such a stupid play. Come on, Caleb. Who's gonna who's gonna fall for that twice? No one, that's who. Two times! <laughs> no one but Buffy! The exact same plan. <laughs> same location, you know? <sighs> like at this point, if I'm Buffy, don't I just light the vineyard on fire? Yes! Right! right? Like I could make a Molotov cocktail that could just, take this place right? down. Make a couple that's gonna fuck up the entrance. It's pretty clear that there was only one entrance. It's a vineyard, right? Like I was just yelling about this in my head because yeah. like if this is D&D, yes, I know the party's just going to fucking burn this place to the ground and I better <laughs> have established that it's made primarily of stone, which this thing isn't. It's made of wood and it's filled with flammable wine. Right? Semi-flammable, it's- I don't know. I don't know how flammable the wine would be, but, like, if the fire's already raging and the wine gets added, I have to imagine that, like, it's not It's not gonna put it out! No! It's alcohol, you know? (laughs) Oh, yes. Anyway, Giles is getting in on this research. Uh, He has found a former church site that was oddly resistant to graffiti. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I've called this orange you glad Dawn is useful. (laughs) I am glad Don is useful, though. I'm so glad, and I've called this Legends Never Die, which is, in fact, a twofer. It refers, one, to turtlenecks, and two, to Giles. Just Tony looking really great. He's looking. He is, yeah. He's so sassy, but I love it. And the entire time this is happening, they're, like, figuring things out. Like, oh, Caleb was probably at this church. Look at this small knot. It's actually Caleb's symbol, blah, 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 blah. The entire time, Tom Link is following them around, bitching about how Faith (laughs) ate his last Hot Pocket. And when Faith comes in eating said Hot Pocket... Just, like, zero fucks given. You know, she, like, has the last piece of it and eats it, and then she's, like, licking her fingers. And Andrew is just whining and whining, and no one is paying attention to him. Oh. So Giles is like, all right, we need someone to go investigate this. Who's an actually reasonable person? Spike is. If there's something there, he'll be able to tussle with it. It won't be a problem. Also, Andrew's annoying me. You go with him. (laughs) When he sends Andrew with Spike, you're just like, this is the show I want to watch. Oh, God. Okay, (laughs) it's jumping ahead. But Dynamic Duo is not too far in our future. Yeah, let's let's get into it. And it is Spike on his motorcycle that he stole from a demon. Yeah. And then Andrew clinging on behind him, wearing the helmet that Don was wearing in early season six. Oh, so good. And they have an extended conversation about Bloomin' Onions. Now, this is the third time that Spike has brought up his love for Bloomin' Onions. It's true. (laughs) He loves them. He loves them. He just thinks that, and he knows everything about how to He's make them. He's done research, yeah. No, no, no. Before, he loved them, but he didn't know how they were done. Yeah. And now, he's looked it up. He yeah. knows exactly how to make a blooming onion. It is adorable. Oh, it's so oh, good. Man. Oh, my God. I love it so much. I, I really love the idea that Spike is told that he has to take Andrew with him. And instead of, like, finding another vehicle that they would both fit comfortably, and he's like, all right. 
You get on the back of the motorcycle. <coughs> oh, man. So, Ugh, fantastic. so good. Faith is concerned for the well-being of the potentials, so she takes him out to the bronze, which is going to be absolutely great. Oh, shit. Oh, it's Nerf Herder. That's yes, the band that's sir. playing. So, we are pouring one out for the bronze. Oh, yeah, that's fine. I figure well, we're pouring I... one out for Clem, for Clem as well. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. We are absolutely yeah. pouring one out for Clem. I mean, he was literally leaving town. So. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it, it's just sort of a nice little send-off for the bronze for Nerf Herder to be here and be the band that's playing the final time we see it in the show. It is nice, but, like, Don is so heavy-handed with, I don't think this band cares that it's the apocalypse, and then I <laughs> don't know who the band is, and I'm like... I know that I'm supposed to get something, but I don't, which leaves me kind of angry, I guess. I think, Annoyed. Isn't, that, isn't that everyone's experience with this scene, though? Who right? knows what the band members of Nerf Herder look like? No one. Fucking no one. No one. Yeah. So and I also just, was like, so who is this? It's so laid on. God. Yeah. So like, I had to look it up because no way in hell was I going to be like, oh, this is obviously Nerf Herder. Their distinctive sound. You know, I, I could <sighs> tell right away that they had written the Buffy theme song. Jesus. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that, Faith is surrounded by guys as usual. And oh, I fantastic. absolutely love it. <laughs> You're just like, this is why we need Faith. She's fun. Old Buzzkill Buffy is going to show up later. Wet blanket Buffy. <laughs> Yeah, but for now, all the potentials are having a great time. Amanda has somehow been served alcohol. That's not great. <laughs> She's underage. It's the bronze. They serve everyone. It's they true. don't know because there's people of all ages here. They how can they possibly know? Oh, and she's so tall. They're she like, is very you tall. must be thirty. Yeah. Uh, I got carded on the weekend, and I was like, Ooh. that is so sweet. Thank you. <laughs> Not yeah. actually out loud. I just handed over my ID, but like, you oh, know. the last time it happened to me, I was like, oh, and then I gave the person my ID, and they were like, oh, <laughs> and then like I felt great, honestly. <laughs> oh, my skin looks amazing. Yeah, I'm. I, all the treatments are working. <laughs> it's been worth it. It's all been worth it. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Twenty years, I'll be laughing. So Buffy comes home, doesn't like hearing that A, Spike is gone, B, oh all God. the potentials are out, having any modicum of fun. When when Buffy loses her shit, saying that Giles sent away the only person that has her back. Oh my God. You're just like, how, when did you become so delusional, Buffy? Oh my God. Right? When did it happen? <laughs> I understand that they need, like, Buffy to go on a journey, and so they need to have two reasonable sides set up so that it's not just, like, everyone piles on Buffy for no reason. But they have seriously misjudged where that line is. Yeah, I think they really felt like she needed to fall a lot further than she did. A lot further, and yeah, she's just so sassy to Giles for no reason. It's like, you sent him away because I love him. Like, no, because I need, like, one person to leave and see what's up with that fucking church. It's just the strangest. Like, her reaction, I guess, specifically because it's Giles and because he was part of a plot to kill Spike. Sure. Maybe she's a little angrier than she would be at another person. But just, like, this idea that... 
I don't know, that like all the potentials? Because like she really says that it's only Spike she can trust. And that just yeah. is insane. Like what about Willow? Willow. What, what has Willow done to make you think that about her? Anyways. Yeah. Caleb is very happy about the interaction he had with Buffy. He's like, <laughs> I mean, she's pretty dumb. She'll probably <laughs> fall for the same plan twice. <laughs> I don't know if the first is actually like, you don't think this will really work, do you? <laughs> but like, I think there might be a line kind of to that effect. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, Caleb spins it around into being misogynistic. Sure. Basically saying that, you know, because she's a woman, that's why he was able to manipulate her. And I think the the show doesn't, like, it shows that to not be true because mm-hmm. it's literally just Buffy that, that is falling for this. No no other woman. And there are many at this point. <sighs> yeah. Buffy. <laughs> so for whatever reason, Caleb just like has Buffy's number and he knows exactly what to say to make her fall into the same trap twice. <laughs> Two times. <laughs> Two, Two times. Different times. <laughs> separate after it separate went days. Terribly the first time. <laughs> oh boy, did it go bad. You might say it almost couldn't have gone worse. Uh, uh. <sighs> Faith is having fun at the bronze until a number of police officers show up, and I love her line that it took them longer to get here than she expected, because it heavily implies that she has hired cop strippers. <laughs> <laughs> to get to the bronze. <laughs> Which would be, you know, a lot more fun than them all trying to beat her up. But it's hey. True. Yeah, so, you know, they go outside because she, mm-hmm. she doesn't want to fight all these dudes in the bronze. And like, are they just, they're just people, right? I they're But they're like, they're bringers without the eye thing happening. They're clearly so I, agents of evil. I think there is sort of... An undercurrent here, and again, I'm going to read between the lines as I like to, mm-hmm. that like the town itself is just sort of becoming more infused with evil energy and that these cops have somehow fallen prey to that because there there are these extra crazy people, you know, there's more crime happening and the cops are shown at the beginning to like really want to get into some sort of fight. <laughs> well, who was the who was the pop singer that was on this? Ashanti. Ashanti, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. Ashanti, she was like, I don't know, indicative of this whole like the town is choosing sides thing that I think carries over to this. It's just like these cops are now sided with evil in some way. They've been contacted, whatever. They're corrupt. Who cares? And perhaps all of the people who were leaving are sort of the people who are not going to side with yeah. evil, right? Basically. Yeah. So these cops are here. Faith thinks that they want to arrest her, but they just want to shoot her. <laughs> They fail spectacularly to do so. They Such have guns. many guns trained on her and fail to shoot her even once. They, like, they fail to fire a weapon. <laughs> which, which is very impressive. But in a way, I'm very yeah. happy to see this because, like, Faith, you know, starts to do her own thing of, like, beating these guys up. It's not going great for her. But the no. potentials... I'm glad they're getting something to do. Amanda smacks a police officer with a broom. Then Don gets some and jumps on his back and is just like fucking riding him to the ground. Like, yeah, (laughs) get you some, Don. Yeah, I mean, there's a a bunch of them. They have some now very basic combat training. And you know what? Like a lot of noise is made about like, we need to get the potentials out there. We need to let them actually experience getting into fights and stuff like that. Here we go. This is what Faith has done. Exactly. It's exactly what she has done. She has done an amazing job. And yeah, they all come out and swarm these police officers beating up Faith and 
Yeah, it's just a fucking one-sided fight after a little while, because the potential- there's so many of them. Yeah, and- Again, if these are regular humans, should they have had a shot against Faith? No, but the point really is that the potentials come and sort of like have some agency and ability to help. And I'm then old Buzzkill Buffy shows up. <laughs> I've described her using the verb wet blanket, as in <laughs> Buffy shows up and wet blankets all over Faith's parade. She shows up and she basically is like, how dare you bring these children here? <laughs> Faith says, in return, <laughs> these are not children, they're adults and potentials. To which Buffy says, You put them in harm's way. To which Faith says, You took them to the fucking vineyard! <laughs> to which yeah. Buffy cleverly responds by punching Faith in the face, because that's how you solve your problems. And like, not only did Buffy take them to the vineyard, but she fully expects them to fight this war with her. <laughs> Right? Against uber vamps that she knows are probably coming. Yeah. What? And <laughs> and they can't come, like, blow off steam at the bronze, get into a fight, you know, make mistakes, get messy, get some life experience? No, they can't. No. Because Buffy has said that they can't. And that's the end of discussion as far as Buffy's concerned. And, like, later on, Buffy's all pissed because, you know, Faith had the opportunity to be the cool aunt, to show up, be fun... And, like, you know, not have any other responsibility or whatever. Sure. But that is not ever, like, that's not Faith's intent. No. Faith Faith is just like, man, these girls are trapped in this house. Like, they're cooped up. They're, they're going crazy, probably being afraid all the time. So, like, yeah, let's go blow off some steam and actually let them live a little bit. This is an episode of other people doing things that, A, they consider to be very good ideas. And, B, those ideas working pretty well only foresee <laughs> Buffy to show up and yell at them. <laughs> about said ideas oh god you're so right oh it happens <laughs> over and over over and over jesus christ so yeah this whole thing has gone on we get our quick buff our spike and andrew scene and then peewid shows up at the house to just have some have some chill times you know he is so fucking insightful michaela holy <laughs> damn so I've called this Ooh. perfect match. They are a very good match, Faith and P-Wood. What's P-Wood's type? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Slayers? What's Faith's type? Bad boys? <laughs> Men that Buffy was interested in. Oh, that's true, shit. <laughs> oh no, they are a perfect match. <laughs> match made in heaven. <laughs> It becomes extremely sexual, very fast, <laughs> mostly through faith, but P-Wood is super into it. Because he's like, oh, I heard you're a slayer. I'm into those because you my, my mom, was mom was one. was a slayer. <laughs> and Faith's like, that's not the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Let's do this. Yes. <laughs> Almost word for word. <laughs> Yeah, I'm barely paraphrasing. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, it sums it up very well, but I still like this this pairing. It's good. It's Honestly, it is fantastic. And as you said, P-Wood shows up. He's just, like, absolutely reading Faith. And then she does it right back. 
absolutely great. Andrew and Spike get attacked by a priest in the church that they've arrived at, but this guy has also been branded by Caleb. He is not some run-of-the-mill bringer. Turns out he's, this Caleb guy's pretty into branding people. Yeah, turns out with the ring, man. Whew. Oh man, when Andrew tries to be the bad cop, it's just, <laughs> this love episode, it. man, Tom likes crushing everything. <laughs> And he, like, explicitly in front of the guy he's interrogating, calls out that he is trying to bad cop him. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And he's up against Spike. (laughs) Adorable. It's very adorable. Uh, Xander has this nice welcome home. They set up the, the banners and everything. It's gonna go great. And then Buffy's like, welcome home, Xander. I've got some news. We're going back into the trap. And Michaela, this is when we go into our second segment. Woo! Oh, just quickly before we do that. I want to point out, I did not take a picture, but all the potentials are wearing what I would call party clothes. And I'm just thinking like, how do they all bring these? Like, you know, they, they brought like one backpack because backpack worth of stuff. And they're like, oh, I better bring my sparkly shirt though. You know, just in case we're going to have some fun. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. That's how you got to pack. All right, Michaela, heading into our second segment. This one is called Throwing Shade. But sir, that plan makes no sense. Maybe not to you, Kiff. But if I recall correctly, you were court-martialed in disgrace. Ooh, burn! Nailed you, buddy! Ooh, boy. That sounds fun. Michaela, who has been getting off light in the shade department? Just like in general, not this show, just in general. And I will go first, bravely, boldly. Yeah. My shout out this week is for American sports teams. (laughs) Now, Michaela, unlike British sports teams, Mm -hmm. football teams specifically, if you're a British footballer, right, and your team is doing poorly... (laughs) You can just no longer be professional anymore. It's unlikely to happen due to a few, like, you know, entrenched interests and, like, a a lot of the owners of these teams are very rich and can just funnel enough money in that they get a very good set of players. But, like, if your team does poorly, and, in fact, every year a team that used to be professional, a couple of them, get demoted and are no longer professional teams anymore. Oh, shit, that is harsh. If you do poorly in American sports, you get a devoted following of people being like, yeah, the Leafs suck this year, but I'm still a Leafs fan at heart. And like, no shade on the people who support the Leafs. Go for it, man. I don't even fucking care. But like, if you do poorly at sports, I think there should be a price. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, like... And, like, as far as prices go, not being a professional team anymore maybe does kind of make sense. I think it I makes like... a lot of sense. Like, if, yeah. if Toronto doesn't have good sports teams, I don't think we should be counted in the list of whatever great sports teams, you know? Like, I don't know if the way that the NHL is structured allows for that. I couldn't it though i don't know because all you need could the way it is right now though sports team yeah and i mean this is the great thing about afc wimbledon is they like got their team stolen from them they started just like a you know um scrub league essentially and they worked themselves up until they are now an actually professional team again and you're like holy shit like they they held tryouts in a local park like 10 years ago and now they are professional, and you're like, holy shit. <laughs> and, uh, like, while that is very, very impressive, like, the 
the the whole NHL draft process. Mm. Like, what if some good player who doesn't deserve it gets basically screwed by being put on a team that's doing poorly and then is on a team that's no longer professional, even though they have the skill level to be playing at a professional level and like could be on a different team. Yeah, there's no draft process here. Your, <laughs> yeah. your entire player assignment thing gets uh, restructured in a very big way, certainly. But yeah, I think that there should be a price. And I think that professional athletes in America who do poorly, I'm not getting enough shade thrown at them, you know? That's actually also, very false. They're probably getting more than their fair share. But but, but they're so rich. I'm going to say the sports teams, not the sports players. The sports teams don't get enough shade. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Like the people who own the teams. The team as a collective individual. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Michaela, anyone that you want to recognize as not getting enough shade thrown at them? I mean, this feels like it's a pun, but hear me out, okay? Okay. I'm going to say people who spend too much time in the sun now. <laughs> ah. It does work as a pun. I see what you did there. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, this mentality is certainly going away. Mm. But the, the fact that there are still places devoted to... Hey, come lie in these UV rays. That accelerate so that cancer. That accelerate cancer. So that your skin will look a little nicer. And please pay us money for the privilege of doing so. Mm. Just doesn't sit great with me. I'm going like, to say if the concept of a spray on tan is good enough for the president of the United States of America, <laughs> it's good enough for me, Okay. I'll get all my cancer through that method. Thank you very right. much. Right, and you'll be you'll be so orange, but that's fine. You know, you'll that's be less okay. less cancer filled and orange. Yeah, but and yeah, I think people are definitely waking up to the the fact that like maybe it's not such a great idea to to do it voluntarily. Yeah. And sure, like a lot of people have to work outside all day, mm-hmm. and they're gonna do their best to protect their skin. But it's re- it's really tough when you're in the sun for hours upon hours, right? For sure. It's just like the doing it for the oh, solely for aesthetics that I just don't understand. Yeah, there's a thing that I learned about with my nephew, because he's still quite young. And my sister was telling me about, like, the no sunscreen movement, essentially. Oh, fucking this. uh, Don't sunscreen your kids. Just keep them basically shaded, both through clothing and actual shade. And I had a visceral negative reaction to it, but I'm not sure how I should actually feel. So it's one of those things, right, where someone decides, oh, putting sunscreen on your skin, that's what's going to give you cancer. Mm. And there's a study that was done that showed, basically, there was a correlation that they found. And this is always the problem, right? right? This whole correlation causation issue that, like, people that were using a certain level of sunscreen were more likely to have skin cancer. And it's like, well, therefore, sunscreen must cause skin cancer. But in actual fact, the people that were using this sunscreen were the people who were out in the sun far more frequently. Right. And that's why they were using the sunscreen. And so they probably got skin cancer because they were in the sun more frequently, not because of the sunscreen. Sorry, I wasn't listening to a lot of that because there was a lady outside pretending to throw a ball to her dog like five <laughs> times. And oh I was just God. like, you fucking monster, throw that thing. She eventually did. Yeah. But shame on you. Shade on line, you, you know? <laughs> shade on her. Yeah. yeah. Bottom line is that put your sunscreen on. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Yeah. Sounds good. All and, right. Yeah. <laughs> Back into the episode. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Buffy is pretty sure that there's something powerful at the vineyard that they need oh. to find and destroy. So here's her logic. 
the seal's at the school. Yeah. The, the seal is powerful, but they're not there guarding the seal. Mm-hmm. The bad guys like to be where their power is. Yeah. The bad guys are at the vineyard. Something, some ephemeral, powerful thing must be at the vineyard. She's got no proof, but she's pretty sure that Caleb slipped up and told her about it. Now, this is pretty smart for Buffy. I'm going <laughs> to say that. Like, Buffy stylings, this is one of the smartest things she's done. It's wrong. Oh, so wrong. Like, you know, she's got her evidence and she's drawn conclusions from it. Uh, As far as 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 theories go, it's not the worst. It could have some merit, for sure. Mm -hmm. That doesn't matter, is the problem. No. Because because the bottom line is that asking them to go back in there... For something that she thinks might be there. And like, she doesn't even know what it is. They're not going to do it. They're all going to get killed. (laughs) So she gets a multi-part, multi-faceted, everyone in the room, the reason you suck speech. Absolutely. Which is well-deserved at this point. (laughs) Literally, everyone tells her that she's wrong. So what Uh does she do? She doubles down and tells them that this isn't a democracy. Forgetting, in fact, that she needs the consent of the governed yeah uh my favorite part of this and i have a quick picture mm. that oh yeah try what was my picture called oh is it a belt or part of the pants.png and thank this? god you captured anya in this because this is a what? fucking insane oh okay i really want to describe this sweater may i please please okay. do so start off with sweater and like yeah imagine like a wool sweater that's kind of fuzzy you're in sure. the right ballpark now chop off the bottom five inches so it's a midriffy sweater now it's short sleeve like t-shirt length and you're like but it's still a sweater and i say yes yeah, because it it's still woolen for some reason oh, it's so cozy now encrust the fucking thing with pearls <laughs> Just scatter them liberally across the front and sleeves. Yeah, it's just madness. And, and then that's she's her top. It with these low-rise pants, because you know it's the early two thousands. We got to get those pants real low. I honestly don't know if what's going on is a belt or if it's just part of the pants. It's sort of like someone took large crystals and glued them onto, again, either a belt or the pants, because they seem to go all the way around. But they're like, there's like two inches of this stuff just going around. It's madness. Anya's entire outfit is incredible and ridiculous in so many ways. And then Anya's making some good points while wearing this ridiculous yeah. outfit. Everyone's because, making good points. Yeah, but she she really tips it, I think, because she makes the point of like, well, who put you in charge? Yeah. And Buffy is dumb because then she's like, well, I'm the slayer. And she's forgotten. Oh, oh, she's forgotten there's another one. She's standing beside a slayer who has given her sass within the last 30 seconds. Yeah, but she forgot about her being there. You know, <laughs> Anyone can make that mistake. Yeah, so she's yelling about being in charge here. And other people are like, that. That's not necessarily true. Anya is really delightful, though, where she's like, yeah, you're not better than us. You're luckier. And Buffy's just like not hearing this. This does sort of go back to, you know, what Buffy was attempting to work through in conversations with dead people Mm -hmm. where she does feel like she's better than them. Yep. 
And that's why she truly believes that they should just do what she says because she thinks that she knows better and that she's right. Oh, she's so certain she's right this time, though. I mean, last time there was a fucking massacre and people, at least a couple of them, definitely died. But this time, Yeah, I mean, Caleb did mention that he's looking forward to poking Xander's other eye out. So maybe we won't bring Xander. That'd probably be dumb. That'd be a bad idea, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, everyone gets in on this. Like, Willow gets in on it. Xander has a great quip where he's like, Xander. I'm trying to see your point here, Buff. But I guess it must be a little bit to my left. Because I just don't. (laughs) And you're like, oh! Oh, he's being a good Xander! He's quipping about something that shouldn't be quipped about! Yeah, and, and like, literally no one is supporting her, right? (laughs) It's amazing. no one is on her side because they just, like, her evidence is not strong enough to justify what she's trying to ask them to do. No, 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 no. And at this point, I was just like, man, Buffy, maybe you shouldn't have, like, told everyone that they suck (laughs) and pissed them all off. Individually, yeah. led them into a trap yesterday. (laughs) And then suggested going back to said trap today. (laughs) Trap times two. Oh, my God. (laughs) And the the cherry on the cake here is Dawn throwing down a you can't stay here to Buffy when Buffy's like, I I can't stay here and watch Faith lead you into disaster. Like, too bad. This is my house too, which I've captured in what must be done. Yeah, so, like, because Buffy makes a a lot of noise about we have to be united. This isn't going to work. (laughs) We are united, you idiot. Yeah, and so Don's like, you're right. We have to be together on this. So you're not with us. You're not here. Yeah. Now, interestingly... This is actually one of the reasons that a lot of the fans hate Dawn. Really? I've seen, I I mean, I can't, I don't have like a specific example of where I saw this, but I absolutely remember reading someone saying like, Dawn throwing Buffy out of her house after everything Buffy has done for them (laughs) is unforgivable. (laughs) Buffy's been a terrible leader and she is trying to be a worse leader right now. And like- the episode strongly feels like it wants me to feel sad for Buffy as she is walking away away from this house. But, like, I do not. Buffy had so many opportunities to walk this back, to listen to other people, to show actual leadership skills. And every time, especially the past couple episodes, she has failed and failed hard and then doubled down on her failures. She is a bad leader. And when you have a plan of action and literally every other person says that is a bad plan we're not gonna do it and you still are like no i know i'm right and the rest of you are wrong what are you saying buffy get out of (laughs) here she has made this entire bed that she finds herself lying in uh briefly i skipped over this and i shouldn't have because we missed a bit about the spike and andrew thing that gets resolved here oh it's yeah i guess it's kind of important they like find an inscription yeah they find (laughs) a secret room that caleb found and they find an inscription saying tis not for thee tis for her alone to wield which is pretty exciting honestly 
It's exciting, and I just love the idea of Caleb reading something, <sighs> telling him that it's for a female pronoun <laughs> person. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. But yeah, then he like literally murdered all the monks because he was priests. so mad yeah. about it. Yeah. Oh, boy, he killed them all. Except for this guy because he hid. Yeah. But it's... Mm. Right, so maybe we'll find out what that's all about. In Won't the next three episodes, probably. Yeah, we're, we're pretty close now. Ooh, oh, we're close. <laughs> all right. Yeah. That was exciting exciting Michaela did you like this episode no <laughs> honestly the I would say like 75% of it was intensely unmemorable yeah right like I vividly remembered this whole scene at the end where like they kick Buffy out because sure. that's quite memorable but the rest of it even now I'm like what did happen for those other whatever 30 minutes Buffy proved herself to be a bad leader is what happened yeah other people yeah. make what... good choices they go okay <laughs> and then Buffy yells at them for them that's the yeah. first 30 minutes of this episode maybe more and it's maybe difficult more. to get through yeah, yeah. the reason and you I... suck speech is great though I really like that at the end Whew. And this is the thing, too, where, you know, the, for the last 10 episodes, over and over, you've just been like, what, what is Buffy doing? Why is she so shitty? Why is everyone still listening to her? And granted, they didn't need to lay it on as thick as they did, and they didn't need to wait this long. But at least they did kind of resolve it to be like, fuck you, Buffy. We're sick of your shit. <laughs> yeah, but it's not it's not good showmaking when it's your, your main What's your character? main character? It's a strange choice, my friend. It's a strange now. choice. And then yesterday I texted you after watching this saying so should i feel bad for buffy question mark because i don't yeah. and then i texted you back ha in capital letters and then i said hashtag buffy deserved it which is true <laughs> now here's the thing i think i think you are maybe supposed to so i have a review on imdb Ooh. that is not from taylor kingston okay but it is a review. It's an, it's titled, I know I'll get hate for this, but I actually love this episode. Oh, nice. So I don't agree with this person, but just like, it's interesting that this is the way that they feel. Mm -hmm. This episode shows the Scooby gang at its worst, and I think it was needed. They make mistakes, and it brings light to how much of a self-sacrificing hero Buffy is, which can be taken for granted. This episode renewed my love for the character Buffy. With tears running down my face, I was ready to jump up and scream at her defense. Wow. So there are people watching that last scene and feeling like there's some injustice being done to Buffy. That's bonkers to me. Because they, I, I feel like they've laid it on super thick that she is being an awful leader. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And like this... So yeah, facing such an injustice, being kicked out of her house, Buffy still finds within herself the love to give advice to Faith, one of the kickers. Sure, it's a little unbelievable that Faith, the ex-con murderer, former fighter for Apocalypse, strangler of Xander, body snatcher of Buffy, and to sum up not very well liked, would be voted leader. <laughs> That was a lot of stuff about Faith anyways. Sure. But then again, it wouldn't be Buffy the Vampire Slayer without the audience being turned upside down and left with their jaws hanging open. No, so this my person jaw was, was like, firmly closed. <laughs> this person was like floored that this had happened. <laughs> That's insane. 
it is. And it's it's very much the complete opposite of the experience we had. It's, so it, I want to say it's, it's interesting. Insane. Yeah, it's insane in that I don't agree with it, but it's interesting that other people are having this sort of reaction to this because it's so different from my own. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. All right. And I mean, I've, uh, that's what I figured, right? <laughs> is that like, you are supposed to feel bad for Buffy at the end of this. She's been kicked out of her house. She's the protagonist. This is tapping into a lot of tween feelings of persecution, other people not understanding you, other people doing a bad job of things that you consider to be fairly mundane. And then and, I mean, repercussions be- for no reason. <laughs> To be fair to Buffy, I think she's doing her best. Mm. Oh, yeah. But, like, she's not trying to do a bad job. She really is doing what she thinks is the best thing. It's just that that doesn't mean it's the right thing. And that doesn't mean that there won't be consequences when she essentially can't see past her own stubbornness to say, hey, you know what? Maybe I'm not right about this. She's given so many opportunities. It's fine. Whatever. (sighs) Yeah. Whatever. That was an episode. Michaela, do we have a winner for this episode? I mean, I want. I kind of want to say Faith. Yeah, I think Faith. She uh, Faith does not want to lead. She legitimately no. didn't want to like kick Buffy out. No. And when people are like, "Yeah, Faith should lead," she's like, "Wait, what? No, 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 no. <laughs> this no, this she, went wrong." Yeah. <laughs> She doesn't want it, but at the same time, like, I think having this responsibility is only going to help her grow as a person. And maybe that she is sort of this, you know, reformed, former bad slayer. Like, it's kind of nice that she gets the chance to be the good slayer, so to speak. Yeah. Plus, she met her perfect match. Perfect match. Absolutely. (laughs) And Michaela, do we have a best outfit from the episode? Oh, this nonsense Anya's wearing. For sure. (laughs) Crazy top to bottom. (laughs) Just madness. So glad you got a picture of it. Jesus. (laughs) All right, Michaela, what is coming up next time on Buffy? So, last time I read you the, I think I read you part of the IMDb synopsis. And honestly, it did turn out to spoil the whole episode. What was it? I (laughs) forget what it was. I told you after their horrifying loss of the vineyard, the gang turn against Buffy and begin to follow Faith instead. Oh. Which is like spoilers for the last five minutes. Yeah, but I, I forgot had, all about that, honestly. Yeah. And and I had such like I had such little memory of what happened in this episode yeah. that I was like, yeah, that's probably like the middle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you know what? Fuck it. I'm just gonna read you the IMDB thing because yeah. God knows that you don't remember anything I say anyways. I don't. And like this is not as anyways. Faith and the Potentials search underground for a weapon whilst Buffy confronts Caleb at the vineyard. Oh no. <laughs> of course she does. Of course she does. She has to triple down. Oh, she's got to do it by herself in the dumbest way possible. Oh, now, good. There's a very exciting familiar face <gasps> next episode. Joss himself. That would be great. Uh, I'm going to give you a hint that's going to give it away. Okay. I think. But again, you won't remember. Yeah, that's so fine. Who gives a fuck? So if you're the first and you're like, huh, Faith seems to be in charge now. I guess I need to fuck with her. <gasps> Alan! You turn Alan! Alan! <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh my God. Oh, oh it's the mayor. <laughs> it's obviously the mayor. I love that your first thought was Alan. Legitimate. The fans would be legitimate like, who is this guy? Was Alan. <laughs> oh, good stuff. <laughs> 
That is some good stuff. I, I didn't even think of the mayor. I went straight to Alan. Yeah. You're like, gotta be Alan. It's either him or Scott Hope. <laughs> oh. Okay. Fantastic. I'm very excited for the mayor to be there. That sounds great. Yeah. If it were Alan, though, that would be top. <laughs> I feel like... Honestly, at this point, Faith's probably done some worse stuff than kill Alan. Yeah, yeah, that's not actually yeah. haunting her anymore. Yeah. Oh, but the mayor, that's, that is fucking mm, her up. Those are juicy. daddy issues from way back. Whew. Yes, sir. So what's that episode oh, called? Oh my god, you're you're right. She does have daddy issues, and then P. Wood got his mom issues. Oh, yeah. They're so perfect! The episode is called Touched. Okay. Yeah, and it's... So, like, as far as ratings go, the, the next three episodes are all rated quite high. Yeah. Because we're, we're really, we're really in the final days here. <laughs> I can't, actually, like, it's starting to really get to me, like, yeah. it's happening. The emotions, they're real. Yeah. Two, yeah. over two and a half years of our lives. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, we were so young when we started this. Oof. Ah, uh, young and full of smooth hope. skinned. <laughs> And now only one of us is smooth skinned thanks <laughs> ah, to her fool. eternal skin regime. Oh boy. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> All right. Well, looking forward to Touched. That sounds like good times. Uh, until then, our listeners can always reach out in the familiar fa- familiar places. That is uh, the Reddit, <laughs> buffy.reddit.com for this episode. Facebook for all, s- what? 17 of our pictures this Yo, time fucking a. i'm so sorry guys so many <laughs> so many um, you can email us beyondvenue.hellmouth at gmail.com and you can also find us on raptor a social network for gamers i am on there <laughs> at dos blinken lights michaela Jeez. oh and it's raptor r-a-p-t-r because vowels are for scrubs and noobs all right Oh man. Okay, I'm just gonna I'm gonna do it later. All I right. can't. It's not working for me. Pretend I said something good. You have to, you have to react. Okay. <laughs> All right. Very nice. And until next time, farewell, farewell from, from the Hellmouth. Hell man, I'm just gonna fucking leave that in. <laughs> Hell no. Hell no.